and welcome to Slow by Designs. This is episode 36. Der Fuchs und der Krebs. This is a podcast that I dedicate to the things that I'm interested in. I simply want to share them with others. I like German, I'm learning Norwegian, and I appreciate a good poem now and then, whether in German, English, typically in English because I understand them better, <laughs> but you get the drift. Again, I turn to Ehrenlese, or Gleanings, Der Fuchs und der Krebs, The Fox and the Crab, comes from this German reader for learners of German. I hope you enjoyed the previous episode, episode 35, in which I read Die Fliege, die in die Schule ging, The Fly Who Went to School. I hope you found the vocabulary words that I introduced before reading the story quite helpful. Um, just a reminder that anyone is free to access this very same book. It's in the public domain, and I found it on gutenberg.org. And Ehrenlese, the title of the book, will be in the description. A little bit about this book. In the preface, I love old prefaces because they're very to the point and informative. It's not just a bunch of fluff, which I find to be the case in a lot of modern books. But I do prefer a good old book to a modern book in many cases. Anyway, in the preface, the editors make some brief comments about the origins of the stories contained therein, and I just happen to find it interesting and also reassuring. So let me quote a portion of, of the preface in question. The title, Ehrenlese, or Gleanings, should not be taken to imply that we had a hard time in gathering what we offer, nor that we think we have left the field bare behind us, but rather that the ears and stalks, though somewhat trimmed by us before being bound together, are indigenous fruits of the good old German soil, and not the product of our own cultivation. I find it reassuring simply because a lot of the older stories have such a wonderful way of putting things away with words that modern renditions don't have. However, this is, of course, this edition is not modern by any stretch of the imagination, but it is more modern from which they gleaned their stories. With that, a little about today's story, the title of the story today is Der Fuchs und der Krebs, or The Fox and the Crab, by L. Bechstein. It is a little bit unclear if he is the author or collector, uh, editor, that is, of the story, and there are three such stories at least attributed to him, or his name is next to the stories in the table of contents. And this story, Der Fuchs und der Krebs is the second of 21 stories in this reader. Here's a little information I found about Ludwig Beckstein on Wikipedia. Uh, Ludwig Beckstein was a German writer and collector of folk fairy tales. He was born in Weimar, 
1801 and died in Meiningen, 1860. And I state it here simply because it underscores the fact that this book indeed uses German literature. Or at least it helps to establish that. Now on to the vocabulary. I have chosen 10 vocabulary words from the story that I think are quite central to the story, to the understanding of it. Number one, Koch. It comes from Kriechen. To creep, crawl, drag oneself along. Now, you probably already know which character this is attributed to. Number two, rückwärts, along, backward. Number three, verspotten, mock, jeer, ridicule, tease. Number four, gewiss, certain, sure. Number five, Vorsprung. It comes from der Vorsprung. Start. Number six, Scheren. Comes from die Schere, a pair of scissors or shears. And also is the claw, des Krebses, or the claw of the crab. Number seven, Los, and this one actually is written in the glossary with the exclamation mark. So, los, or los. And in parentheses, it counts to three. One, two, three, go, or simply go. Number eight, ziel, comes from das ziel, goal. Number nine is an idiomatic expression. Dir muss der Kuckuck geholfen haben. And this, uh, we can take out one word, der Kuckuck, which is the cuckoo, as in the cuckoo clock. And this is a euphemism for der Teufel, or the devil. And number 10, beschämt, beschämen, put to shame, humiliate. Jetzt, die Geschichte wird auf Deutsch vorgelesen. Geschichte Nummer 2 aus Ehrenlese. Der Fuchs und der Krebs. Eines Tages kam der Fuchs auf eine Wiese und sah, wie ein Krebs langsam durch das grüne Gras kroch. »Wie schnell du läufst«, sagte er spöttisch. »Ich sehe, du gehst noch besser rückwärts als vorwärts. Wann gedenkst du, über die Wiese zu kommen?« Der Krebs aber merkte wohl, dass der Fuchs ihn nur verspotten wollte. Deshalb antwortete er, »Ich sehe, dass du meine Natur nicht kennst. Ich wette zehn Mark, dass ich schneller laufe als du.« »Gewiss«, sagte der Fuchs, 
die Wette gefehlt mir. Wollen wir von Hamburg nach Bremen laufen oder von Berlin nach Leipzig? Oh nein, sprach der Krebs, das wäre uns beiden zu weit. Lass uns eine gute Meile laufen, das ist genug. Und ich gebe dir auch noch einen Vorsprung von der ganzen Länge deines eigenen Körpers, vom Kopf bis zum Schwanz. Was sagst du dazu? Das gefällt mir noch besser, sagte der Fuchs und lächelte wieder spöttisch. Sage also, wie wir es am besten machen. Die Sache ist sehr einfach, antwortete der schlaue Krebs. Du trittst vor mich und ich trete hinter dich, so daß deine Hinterfüße meinen Kopf berühren. Dann ist es genau deine Körperlänge. Und wenn ich dann rufe, los, so beginnt der Wettlauf. Du sollst aber sehen, dass ich dennoch eher ankomme als du. Nun drehte sich der Fuchs um, bis er ganz dicht vor dem Krebs stand. Dieser aber faßte mit seinen Scheren den buschigen Schwanz des Fuchses, und als er merkte, dass der Fuchs es gar nicht fühlte, rief er laut. »Los!« Da lief der Fuchs so schnell, wie er in seinem ganzen Leben noch nicht gelaufen war. Endlich kam er ans Ziel, drehte sich rasch um und rief, »Wo ist nun der dumme Krebs? Wo bist du, Krebslein?« <lacht> Der Krebs aber, der dem Ziele jetzt näher stand als der Fuchs, antwortete ruhig, »Hier, wie langsam du läufst! Ich warte hier schon eine ganze Weile auf dich!« Da erschrak der Fuchs und sprach, »Dir muß der Kuckuck geholfen haben!« dann zahlte er seine Wette, nahm den Schwanz zwischen die Beine und ging beschämt davon. So, does this story remind you of a famous story of another race, one we hear in English? Yeah, if you understand the story, it certainly does at least of those in my generation and certainly those before, they know the story of the tortoise and the hare. There are some, I would say, at least two major similarities, right? That is, between these two stories. So in The Fox and the Crab, Der Fuchs und der Krebs, I would say these are the same. You know, the faster animal makes fun of the slower animal. And number two, the slower animal ends up winning the race. Okay, that's definitely similar. Now, the difference in the fox and the crab, I would say the major differences. The faster animal gets a head start. I don't recall that the faster animal got a head start. The hare is just faster, right? He ran out up ahead, even though they started at the same time. 
Uh, number two, the slower animal clamps onto the tail of the faster animal, unbeknownst to the faster one. That is, the crab used his pincers, or at least one of them, and clamped onto the bushy tail of that fox, and the fox did not feel a thing. Number three, the faster animal does not stop to rest, but it turns around suddenly right before the finish line. We have to assume that the slower animal was either catapulted through the air across the finish line, or it was so close that when the fox turned around, it simply let go and it could step over the, the finish line in one or two steps. <laughs> anyway, there's something that's left to the imagination. One thing that is mentioned that I, I didn't read, that's mentioned in the preface, that is, is that they shortened or uh, edited the stories slightly so as to make them more uh, useful for learners of German and perhaps a little more efficient in learning. You know, repetition is, is quite important when learning something new. That's it. I'm not going to go any further. I kept my introduction a little bit shorter today. Uh, if you'd like to hear a story that just goes straight into the story without any introduction other than the, the title of the story and a few of the vocabulary words, let me know. Drop me a voice message directly at my uh, webs, not on my website, uh, directly at the platform where my podcast is hosted, anchor.fm forward slash slow by designs, or write me an email at slowbydesigns at gmail.com. I would also like to say again, thank you very much for Seth for sending in his voice message. I, I really did appreciate it, and I wish I wasn't so incompetent when it comes to doing new things on these platforms. But so it was, and I simply didn't have the wherewithal to find out how I could do it and look it up. Sometimes I just simply forget that I can look these things up very easily, either by Googling them or using YouTube. Anyway, for those that want to send in a voice message or write an email, I think it would just be simpler to say that whenever you send in a message, I'm going to assume that you don't mind it being replayed or read in part or in full by me. So uh, I guess probably most people already assume that, but I, I don't want to do it without it being really clear. Hey, be sure to check out the book Lise for yourself at gutenberg.org. Study up on the vocabulary. And if you see a story in this book or another one that you particularly think is interesting, send me a message. Let me know which one it is, where I can find it. And perhaps you will find your recommendation being read in a future episode. I, I think it'd be interesting to do that. Remember, you can show your appreciation for this podcast in a free way. Just tell your friends and get more people to listen. Uh, you know, bringing up the statistics helps me in a couple of ways. I am able to uh, monetize this and I get just fractions of pennies per play. So every play helps. And otherwise, you can send me a tip, paypal.me forward slash traveling cello. Every tip that you send 
will be acknowledged in future episodes. I'd like to just make mention. So be sure to let me know if you prefer only your first name to be mentioned, or if you don't mind that your full name be mentioned, or you could even remain anonymous. Just put that in the notes. In any case, I will say that I've gotten uh, tips, donations, and many thanks when they do come in. What language are you learning right now? What do you find interesting? Thanks for your ears. Until next episode, goodbye. Uh, what I do is simply a search for German books. Sometimes I do Deutsche Bücher. Deutsche Bücher. Sorry, I'm getting my Norwegian a little bit mixed up with the German here. Uh, so I just kind of peruse and find what's interesting, and then I go through the stories, kind of scanning through them.